one, one, two, check me out right here, yo. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Tuesday evening discussing the Philadelphia 76ers falling to the Indiana Pacers 132-126 to in their second uh, group um, stage game. And uh, definitely... You know, uh, a game that felt all too similar um, to the Sunday win over uh, the Pacers, but unfortunate that this time the Sixers could not pull through the victory. So this is the second of five games in this group stage for the Sixers, um, and... It definitely started off, uh, you know, similar in their first game uh, against Detroit where they got off to a slow start and then they just kind of chipped away um, throughout. While tonight they didn't have to chip away, they stayed, you know, pretty even with Indiana throughout most of it, not getting, you know, not going down by too much like they did against Detroit. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they, uh, actually they were down double digits. I, I, I'll say, you know, going into the, into half and then coming out, you know, they were down by a decent amount. So I guess a little bit later on in the game, they did go down by a good amount, but then they just couldn't, um, have the lead and then keep it. You know, they, they really struggled, um, in the turnover category. You know, they really, really were sloppy with the ball. They they have to be, you know, better about that moving forward. Um, and this is just, of course, the second loss of the season, so it hasn't really come back to bite them at any point. But, yeah, I mean, 16 turnovers tonight. Joel Embiid led the way with five. Um, had that uh, weird travel call there. Uh, in the fourth, that was huge, an empty possession, and then he had the dumb shot uh, that he just kind of put up there that was not smart. He just chucked it, and uh, that was uh, another missed possession. But, um, I mean, I'm I'm really giving it to Embiid right now, but he was the leading scorer with 39, kind of quiet 39 and 12 tonight. Um and I say that because I, you know, thought that um, just he was over four from beyond. Uh, he was solid from the field and made all of his free throws, seventeen and seventeen. But um, when he wasn't getting to the line, it kind of felt like at times they weren't going to him. But when he was going through, uh, when he was driving to the basket, I mean, you know. He's just, he was just able to dominate Indiana inside. And then um, DeAnthony Melton had a solid game. I mean, probably the best game we've seen from Melton this year. I, and I think that's uh, not an understatement. That's a fact right there. He has not had a game to this magnitude, even coming close to this magnitude all year. He put up 30. He did a really good job. Um, Tyrese Maxey, after having 50, 
had that step back between the legs three from Chester that was really nice and uh, I definitely think you know he keeps building off this we're gonna start to see something big time with him throughout Tobias Harris 22 he had a solid game scary moment for him um, where he got hurt and uh, I think um, you know I think he he should be okay for tomorrow but we'll see in the back-to-back -back now against Boston but definitely a scary situation and and relieved to see that he's okay because that could have been poor but I really love the fans you know that were uh, applauding him coming off because let me tell you what Tobias Harris we're just 10 games into the season but you know he's kind of winning some people back here I mean you know he he's had a weird relationships with the fans here in Philly I mean he was a big addition when he first came over and I don't really need to recap it but you know then he kind of fell out of favor the following year fell back in favor fell out of I mean it's just kind of this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde relationship a real love hate relationship between Tobias Harris and the fans and if I had to you know I mean if you could really think of one other Philly athlete that's not a star but that is someone that the fans really get on and then they they come to love at a certain point I mean I think you'd have to think about like a Pat Burrell or a Reese Hoskins and you know even the two uh, even though the two uh, situations as to how they became Sixers are different you definitely see the fact that okay they're you know with the relationship with the fans is the same in my opinion but anyways um happy that he came back and uh was a real um factor when he came back hopefully he's gonna be all right but um you know i think that from a rotation standpoint it was uh, it was interesting to see patrick beverly get a ton of minutes tonight and even though he he's pretty much an offensive liability i mean his defense is huge and i mean you know it was uh i don't think it went as noticed tonight maybe on the score sheet as maybe some other nights but i think from his defense was solid but pacers dropped 132 and I can't remember if he was on Tyrese Halliburton, because I hope to God he wasn't, but he dropped 33. They had to stop him. And Obi Toppin had a game two again, uh, 27. I mean, I don't know if, you know, Obi Toppin, um, throughout his career, you know, he's only averaged six points and two rebounds against the Sixers. But tonight, he had himself a game. I mean, you know, I, I was trying to remember if in his time as a Nick, how well he did. The most he ever put up against Philly was 17, and tonight he just happened to drop 27. Um, but, you know, I definitely think Indiana, this, is, this goes to show why they're a, um, a pretty well-coached team. I mean, playing a team on a not a back-to-back -back night, but uh, back-to-back games, I think... 
you know, definitely showed um, what Rick, Rick Carlisle is capable of drawing up for this team as uh, as they move forward. Um, you know, but uh, definitely, you know, I think for the Sixers, I don't think they were out coached or anything. Maybe a little fatigued, maybe a little tired, um, uh, maybe kind of looking past Indiana a little too much, antip- anticipating Boston tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so not not a ton to really harp on or really kill guys for. I mean, this is just our second loss of the season, and unfor- unfortunately snaps an eight-game win streak. And what sucks the most is Indiana is now 2-0 in the, in the group stage um, of this thing, and the Sixers are now 1-1. So got to hope something happens moving forward and uh, you can get back up there even though, I mean, am I a fan of this in-season tournament? I'm willing to give it a shot, but I think the dumbest part about it is we have games now while we're doing this whole group stage stuff. Like, I I was kind of okay with it just being its own thing, but the fact that the schedule now dictates, like, you're you're doing this in the middle. I mean, you have a back-to-back it doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I don't think, you know, the Sixers are fully able to give their full attention to, you know, both things going on at once because now you got Boston the next day. It's like, really? Why would they schedule a back-to-back in the middle of this thing? I mean, I think that's stupid. But, oh well. Um, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll be back on tomorrow to talk about Boston. Hopefully that... Uh, will be um, a much happier episode. Um, not that this wasn't, but just you know, more more stuff to praise the Sixers for, um, and hopefully cut down on those turnovers. So that's a 7:30 p.m. time tomorrow night in Philly. Should be a good one. You know, obviously, just last week a 108, uh, 103 win, or excuse me, 106, 103 win against the Celtics in that one. So thanks everyone for tuning in as always and I will talk to you next time.